0: Hi, and welcome back to the Facts Podcast. You're listening to a series on interviews with speakers from Imaging USA for 2015 in Nashville. PPA, your nonprofit organization for professional photographers worldwide. Today, we have Bri Cox with us, one of the amazing speakers at Imaging USA, and he is going to tell us about his course. Thank you so much for coming to the show.
1: You bet. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. So you have, uh, I think, a little bit of an unusual class. You know what? And honestly, before we even get to your class, let's talk about you because we have a long list of the um, speakers we're going to be interviewing. And I believe that you're our only um, celebrity-styled photographer. I mean, I've looked at your website, and I was just blown away. Because I'm a child from the 80s, so seeing Linda Ronstadt, Levi Newton-John, I'm like, oh, my God, these are the people that I fell in love with when I was a kid. So having to meet you after you've had a great chance to photograph and spend time with them, that's that's quite an honor. So can you tell us a little bit on how you kind of got into that genre of photography?
1: Yeah, I started um, about full-time about 20 years ago. And so then everything was film. Everything is like very calculated type photographs, right? You couldn't just shoot a gazillion images. Everything was very calculated. You know, like a photo shoot was 10 exposures kind of thing. So it made me very classical, I would say, like very stick to the rules. You better nail every single shot. Like if I shot a wedding, it was 100 exposures, and they got 90 of those in their book. So everything had to be right on the money. Well, then along came digital, and so late 90s, I am shooting digital, and so then I kind of shooting everything I wanted to shoot but didn't want to waste money on. Uh, And I was also very young and also a musician, and so that kind of got me in with a lot of bands and just kind of shooting a lot of hip stuff, but what helped me shoot the hip stuff is having that kind of classical background of knowing the details and seeing the details in poses and lighting. Right, right, and not just shooting, not just shooting, just a lot of crap and hoping something works, but you know, being still being particular, but just shooting a lot more fun stuff, and then eventually that just kind of the musicians and the bands led to more things like shooting governors and shooting more famous people, and so I just remember, like uh, one time, like like Steve Forbes calls for a photo shoot, and I says, "How did you get my number?" And he says, "Oh, the governor's office recommended you." (laughs) <laughs> and then, you know, Mitt Romney called one time for a photo shoot, and I was like, well, what? You know, how'd you guys hear about me? And they're like, oh, so-and-so. And it is always like a past, you know, past somebody that just keeps recommending. And so, the wow, so same so- as like Living Newton-John, all of them. Like, it's all just recommendations from other people. So, at that point, I, I named my studio Celebrity Style Imaging, because even though celebrities aren't my main bread and butter, you know, I, my, I mainly shoot families, children, kids, wedding, seniors, uh... I started branding myself that way because I shoot regular people the way I shoot celebrities. And what they want is something that's professional, sharp, has a classic appeal, but also doesn't look stuffy and old-fashioned. They want it to be cool and fun, but they also don't want it to, to be sloppy. So trying to merge those two together, like classical and fashion, how do you name that? For me, I called it celebrity style imaging, imaging and then trademarked it.
0: Well, that is, got to tell you, that's an awesome way, so can I at least assume or just kind of let the listeners know that you have, uh, a lot of your bread and butter comes from referrals from other people, so if you do well with one yes. person, you can get those referrals for future clients.
1: Absolutely. Yep, yeah, that's, I think, the best thing for sure.
0: Oh, that is awesome. Let's talk about your uh, program at, at, uh, at Imaging, and, um, you know, I'm going to, I've got to jump in here since we don't have a sponsor. We can pretty much say anything we want right now. (laughs) But (laughs) I'm always completely baffled by young photographers posting images straight out of the camera. And your course is talking about how to add that mixture from Lightroom and Photoshop to continue that processing, I would imagine, to make that good image a great image. So can you elaborate on that
1: on your program? Yeah, so I did a webinar for PPA to kind of as a precursor to the uh, Imaging USA, and the webinar was very specifically on how to get things perfect in the camera, not just exposure but color, lighting, expression, how to get it so that it goes into Photoshop better than most of those images look coming out of Photoshop. Great. So, then, so my program at Imaging now will be how to take those images and I know some people haven't seen the webinar, so they can still come. It's not like they'll miss out on anything. But And I'll kind of recap a little bit about the lighting and things at the at imaging. But the Imaging uh, USA program is it's called Bringing Out the Best in Every Image, uh, Quick Retouching for the Most Common situations. So it's how do you quicken your workflow? How do you make things easier, faster? Uh, and very specifically, how do you handle that typical image, and I figure the typical image is what takes 90% of all of our time. It's things like wrinkles, shine, uh, you know, blemishes, it's, you know, vignetting, uh, those kind of things, sorting. Uh, A lot of that we have to do, and it's not about how do you take this totally awful photo and make it into something cool, (laughs) Because, I mean, that has to happen sometimes. But the truth is the majority of our work, the biggest bulk of all of our time is that typical image. And so it's going to be how do you use Lightroom and Photoshop in conjunction to just get those images in and out as quick as possible and make them high quality and custom and get everything you want in there.
0: Oh, that's that sounds like an awesome program that I think I really need a lot. So when talking about Lightroom and Photoshop, and I'm sure you've seen – Lots of the new people coming into the industry. What do you think is the biggest problem they have with their image processing? I've seen a lot of over softening of skin tones, which almost makes it plastic, or you know, bringing up an unrealistic shine in the eyes. What do you think oh, yeah. is the worst way to go?
1: All of those, for sure. And one of my biggest pet peeves even starts before that, and it's in their lighting. And it's when people get that kind of grayish, muddy blue skin and the kind of dark eyes, and then they take that, and they try to fix it with all of these filters and effects they've downloaded from who knows who, and and then exactly what you're saying, they're like, let's fix this blemish by blurring the skin and by lightening the eyes, and the next thing they look like is like this puffy alien weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, puffy alien weirdo, I love that. Yeah, it's like people need wrinkles, people need lines, or else they don't look real. And there's ways to do it the right way, and then there's the awful way. And the sad thing is, is most of the stuff you see on Facebook and people posting is all of the puffy-faced, alien-eyed weirdos. And that's how I call it. So the Uh trick is, how do you, one, get it right in the camera to begin with, and then that solves a lot of the color and the skin issues. And then coming to Lightroom and Photoshop... Doing absolutely almost nothing to them except for maybe sorting them, doing a few little things, and then outputting them. And the idea is that then the images have realism, they have punch, they have emotion, and people look really amazing. I love. Well, they 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 must look amazing because I'm
0: looking at them. They look great, and it must be working because people are definitely coming back for you without a doubt. So in your class, your students, we're going to have a lot of first time members to PPA and first time convention uh, goers, what would you want them to take away from your class? If you had one pearl of wisdom that you want them to walk away with to energize either their business, their creative outlet or whatever, what would that be that you want those attendees to take away from your class?
1: I think the biggest thing is is how much time they can really save with Adobe Lightroom and Photoshop doing things the right way. And I get people that will come and say, well, I'm already really good at Lightroom and Photoshop like I'll do a week-long workshop every year at least one maybe sometimes up to five and I do this and I do like a, a poll I'll send people this questionnaire and say tell me how you are in this and rate yourself one to ten on this thing and that thing people always rate themselves eight nine or ten on Lightroom and Photoshop because the people they're comparing to are the people that they know in their circle and then I have them rate themselves after and then they're always like holy cow like I cannot believe how much time I am going to save doing it your way. Like, like literally, I could save them like 90 percent of the time they're spending just, just. And so the that that's like a great thing to be able to give somebody time in their life. They add up all the shoots they're doing and all the work they're doing. And just to streamline that down to a slick, easy system.
0: Well, that is awesome. You mentioned that because I just think I got the tweet for the social media. Get your time back with. I like that maybe you can use that for your next week-long workshop now okay so talk about this week-long workshop that you're doing even though we are focused on the PPA and imaging let's talk about this week-long workshop you do you're gonna have to compress that into to fit imaging convention is there anything that the students may miss out that they could have more hands-on with one of your workshops in the future
1: yeah, for sure. So the big one every year is always Texas School, and it's called Texas School. It's uh, not like a year school, but it's like once a year, everybody goes for one week and just gets hands-on uh, training from with photographers. And so registration just opened, and I think I sold – I mean, they're, they're limited to 25 slots, and I think I sold like 24 slots the first night. So if it's not sold out now, it's probably – Sold out, but every now and then somebody drops out. Maybe they have like a family issue or something. So,
0: Well, that's, uh, that's very funny you mentioned that because I have a couple of uh, people that I mentor locally, and one is going to Texas school, and I recommended your class to her. Oh, well, thank you. Well, don't say thank you yet because if I'm not <laughs> going to wrap out, uh, let's just say she's at the very beginning part of understanding Lightroom and Photoshop. So you yeah. may be cussing my name later on.
1: <laughs> yeah, well. Well, the idea with the week-long workshop, is different than imaging. Imaging, I get 90 minutes, and no matter what the program, I work really dang hard to make sure that I'm using that time effectively and I'm not blabbering about things, I'm not going off on weird tangents. I am bang, 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 right down the line, getting everything in as much as possible. So imaging is 90 minutes Lightroom Photoshop, which is pretty fast to get everything in that I want to get in. Uh, Texas school, it's a week, and so I actually spend a few days on just camera work and lighting, and then a couple days on workflow, so instead of 90 minutes, it'll be a couple days, and then I'll finish Uh, up the week with uh, psychology of pricing, psychology of sales.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the things I thought that your class, the the description on the Texas school website was very (laughs) all-encompassing from shooting to processing to pricing.
1: Yeah, because I feel like a lot of times people get one aspect of it then they go home and they're like frustrated. They're like, crap, I've st- things aren't clicking yet. They're not happening. Why? It's because you need all three parts of that before you can get out there and be like, okay, I know what I need to do. I know what needs to happen.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm probably one of the guys that know what I need to do. I'm just too lazy to do it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm serious. I'm, people, I'm serious. I'm not joking. I'm serious.
1: Well, a lot of times people say, "What's your secret?" and I say, "This is what my secret is," and I go through it, and they go, "I've heard of people doing that, but I don't have time." <laughs> oh <laughs> so, my! Well, God. I don't know what else to tell you then, because that's the secret. You have to do it every time.
0: There's the secret sauce right there. Okay, yeah. so you know, your are um, actually most of the uh, instructors and speakers at Texas School, which I believe, I'm not mistaken, if I speak out of turn, someone will let me know that Texas School is the largest uh, PPA state school in the nation.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So Probably the only of the- thing of its kind in any country, really, that I've seen
0: oh yeah it's absolutely it's humongous i mean I, I go there every year and work the trade show, and it just blows my mind how many people come in and out of that place. But with all the speakers really getting their classes sold uh, normally like in the first thirty minutes of registration opening, you know we're going to have a lot of students, a lot of uh of photographers that are listening to this podcast that maybe they can't quite make it to image in u s a they can't make it to Texas school because it's already filled up. Do you have any other classes or workshops, workbooks, or anything that we might be able to direct them so they can get some of your knowledge?
1: Yeah, I have a ton. I actually do a lot of tutorial videos, and I've written books, and I write a lot of articles. And all of that is I have a website specifically for photographer training. It's called brycoxworkshops.com. Oh, we'll definitely
0: get that in the show notes, BrycockWorkshops.com.
1: Yeah, so B-R-Y-C-O-X, and then Workshops.com, and then if you hit slash store, that takes you to the store with all my goodies. And what I should do, I should get like a promo code, actually, that for listeners to get a deal if they want anything. But some oh, that'd things, be great. Some things like uh, articles, some articles and things are free, and then other things, of course... Cost because you know how it is, you have to like pay for all of that to keep it running.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, we are here to make money. It, yeah. it really, uh, you know, before the show, we were talking about Macintosh because we're all Mac users. Yeah, you had made the comment that some people tell you all the time that, oh my god, Macs are so expensive. But I believe <laughs> that as, as Mac users, we realize that these computers, yes, they are an, an, ex, an expensive investment. But we realize that we're going to get that value out of it, and so many professional photographers I talk to are wanting to have a high price sales, a high sales average. They want to tell their clients, "Hey, use a professional because we are better," but then they want to go with the cheapest lab or the cheapest equipment to get their hands on.
1: Yeah, so that's a good. Is there analysis.
0: anything that you can tell those new people? What would you do if you were first starting out and you had $1,000 to spend to get your business going? Let's say you already had the camera equipment, basic camera gear. You had your basic software, your basic computer, and you had $1,000 yeah. to get moving. Where
1: would you spend it at? So a lot of people ask me, like, what's the best camera to buy? And I say the camera doesn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I think I made you, I I made you do so a there.
0: <laughs> you hit – I just like spewed water all over my iMac. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like one of the most common questions. I get it at weddings. I get it in photo shoots. I've actually taken black gaffer tape, and I have gaffered over all the logos of all my camera gear because I don't want them, when they're looking at me in my eyes, to be like, hey, is that a, is that a Canon? Is that a Nikon? Is that – what model is that? I, I don't <laughs> want that even conversation to come up. I feel like camera gear is literally nothing. I mean, they all have f-stop shutters, ISO, and if you know those, you're good on the gear. And then, so the next thing is, yeah, you need some software to kind of convert from raw, and I think Lightroom, Photoshop are the best for that, for sure. So then, I feel like the best thing at that point is lighting. More than anything, people need uh, lighting help. Awesome. Because oh, it's just that, those dark eyes, you know, the muddy skin, the uh, or the flat look, or when people are brightening things and then changing into black and white and applying filters. It's like all of that comes down to lighting, and they could save themselves a lot of time make people look better with lighting, and it doesn't matter if they're using like little teeny flashes on location or studio lights in a studio or even natural light if they know how to do it. But a lot of... Uh, Photographers, I think lighting is the biggest weakness. And so, say a thousand, I would take part of that and I would buy my lighting DVD. (laughs) That's a good plug. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. It's like three hours of lighting help using in studio, on location. You know, I go through everything that I do and you see me with actual models shooting on location. And I talk about the whole thing and then we look at the images unretouched. And so, I mean, that's a great help. But I mean, a thousand in terms of that. And then the other thing, I mean, marketing, getting clients. But really, I think the biggest thing is you get your clients from your circle of influence. Okay. So it's your, it's your friends, it's your family, it's your neighbors at first. And then people always say, well, at some point, I'll start charging more money when, when they're not my clients and they're not my friends. But what you start to find out is. Your clients become your friends, and then their friends become your clients, and they become your friends. And the next thing you know, all your clients are your friends. And so people have to start charging a little more. They have to get constant training, and they have to always be growing and learning, and then always thinking of marketing in terms of their social circles and their influence. Wow,
0: that's awesome. So in your professional opinion… Lighting is the one thing that the new people coming in the industry need to focus on. So if they yeah. have that extra money to spend, let's not upgrade your camera because the camera's a camera. Let's yeah. spend the money on learning how to light and getting the equipment to light it properly.
1: Yep. Well, exactly.
0: That's, that's awesome because I love thinking that way, even though no one listens to me because I don't have good hair. <laughs> now Whatever. speaking of hair, okay. So far, so far of the uh, interviews that we've had. You have the best set of hair. Even Jim made a comment before this. He said, I have the Bazinga question for bride. Okay, so here's your Bazinga question. So with that beautiful hair, and we've seen the photographs, your profile pictures on your website. What kind of hair products do you use?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the question? (laughs) That's the question. (laughs) Okay, um, let me think. I know what it is. It's uh a... so, for years, I mean, I've always just used whatever's cheap at the grocery store. <laughs> the girl that cuts my hair, she's always like, Bry! Because every time she does my hair, at the, you know, when she cuts it, it always looks really nice. And she's like, Bry, just buy this stuff. But it was like $30 or something. And <laughs> at the store, it's like $4. So, anyway, so at one point, I eventually just bought her stuff, and I have really liked it. It is called. Night Rider by Kevin Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Which I like for two reasons. Because one, Night Rider is just an awesome name because of my old, you know, youth. And then Kevin Murphy is like one of my favorite comedians with riff, riff tracks, which is not, I realize, the same Kevin Murphy, but I just like seeing Kevin Murphy on a box in the morning. <laughs> Night Rider. Oh, my God. That okay. I'm
0: gonna have to go find that gel and see if it'll turn my 50 year old hair into a 30 something. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so you know we're gonna be walking by each other at Imaging. I'm gonna probably pull out my little bottle of Night Rider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna be awesome. Okay, so listeners, if you happen to see Bry Cox at uh, Imaging USA, please stop by, say hello to him, and slap him. Give them a high five with a little bit of Knight Rider in it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so one last question, more on the serious side. Yeah. Um, Can you tell some of our listeners what the PPA has meant for you personally and maybe as a business? What does that organization bring to you?
1: Oh, uh, huge benefit. So I've been doing this for full-time for about 20 years. I did it freelance before that, trying to work with other people and do things on my own. And so when I started doing it full-time, I was doing it the way most people do, which is getting their information in kind of watered-down ways. You know, if you consider, like, PPA and the master photographers all being, like, the spring of information, you know, I was kind of getting it way down the mountain after it had gone through (laughs) all sorts of gunk and stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My God, man, your analogies are absolutely priceless.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it's the same today. Today, we just add things like YouTube and a bunch of people who think they know who've heard something, and it's just this kind of really just awful info. And so I was doing it on my own, trying to figure it out, and eventually I was like, I just heard enough photographers who are PPA members encouraging me to come to things. and I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this starting this year, and so I... Paid my membership. I just started to go to things. And literally that was my best year ever to that point. And it just was like uphill from that point. Like I feel like that really changed everything because all of a sudden my information I was getting was far better. I started to go to every program I could, even if they didn't shoot what I shot, or wasn't even their style wasn't my style, because I was getting as much information from everybody on everything I could. And I feel like that changed really everything. And then also giving me some goals to set, like, you know, I wanted to be a master. I wanted to be a craftsman. I wanted to get some of these awards and some of these credentials. And so working for things like certification and stuff, like, it gave me goals. I feel like looking at my work previous to that and then looking at my work every six months ever since that, I feel like it is just continually growing. And even today, I look at the stuff I shot – Six months ago, or a year ago, and I think, wow, the stuff I'm doing today is way better than the stuff I was doing, you know, six months ago or a year, and that was not even that long ago. But it's because of uh, continual training, continual learning, and so that's what my workshops are about. They're always changing because it's what I'm learning and what I'm doing right now, and what's making me the most money and saving me the most time.
0: Wow, that's that's incredible. So I'm sure the gods of the PPA are going to be happy to hear. That they are considered to be the fountain of youth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's kind of what I was trying to say. By spring, as fountain of youth. That that sounds great. So we,
0: maybe we should redesign the uh, master certification pin to a big fountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh my That's God. Well, Brian, has definitely been a pleasure. Before we go, is there anything else you want to give our uh, listeners advice? Uh, If you want to send us a promo code, we'll definitely add that to the show notes. Yeah. And uh, So is there anything else you want to go ahead and finish up the interview with? Any information you want to get out there to the listeners?
1: Um, I mean, just come see me at my program at Imaging. I mean, that is sponsored by Adobe, and I really do feel like those are great products. But uh, I'll try to have some of my books and things there as well. But, yeah, I mean, check out brycoxworkshops.com, I had a photographer email me last night, and I can't answer everybody's emails, but I was able to really quickly send her an article that I had written a while back and say, this should answer all your questions, because there's pretty much everything I've done, I've tried to put up on that site, videos, articles, everything, it's up there, and there's a ton of stuff, and I felt like if I had that stuff starting out, man, that would be, I'd be like miles ahead today.
0: That is Awesome. So, if you want to get inside of Bryce uh, Cox's head, jump over to his workshop page and see him at Image in USA. Bryce, thank you so much for being with us today. It was a pleasure. Uh, thank after you. the interview, I'll have to wipe off my iMac. That was awesome. Uh, you know, because I get that, a- that question all the time is, you know, what? what's the best camera? What's the best camera? Like, oh my God, please, yeah. it's a black box with a hole in it.
1: Yeah, people try to solve their problems with more gear. They're always like, what's the next piece of gear to buy? But really, it's usually the software. It's What's what's, what's between the ears, the gray matter, that we need to improve first? Oh, that's a tweet right there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know, you're.
0: I'm going to have to start following you on Twitter because that is just absolutely like gold mine. You'll
1: be the 130th person <laughs> to follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Everybody follows are... me on everything else but Twitter for whatever reason. Yeah, you know, I think
0: if you come up with some more of these metaphors, I think you'll get more followers. (laughs) Now, they might be the ones doing acid, not even involved in photography, but it could be fun. Yeah. (laughs) You're a musician, so before we end this, what is your favorite band? Uh,
1: Neil Young. Neil Young Crazy Horse.
0: Okay, I'm going to have to look those guys up. I was thinking uh, Night Ranger.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like he's like Bob Dylan esque, you know, it's like guitar, harmonica. But when he plays with his band, uh, Crazy Horse, I love that. It's just full-on rocking for 20 minutes with no break, like per song. It's awesome.
0: Okay. We're going to definitely put that on our show notes as well. So they know (laughs) what kind of music to come bebopping into when you're having your uh, convention class. That's right. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Uh, This is Robert minus Jim. Hopefully he'll show up for the next podcast. And you are listening to the PhotoFacts Podcast. Thank you so much. Oh, wow.